Blog Talk Radio. The book is closed on spring practice, and those in the Canes Nation who attended Saturday's scrimmage in Boca Raton have now had an opportunity to get a glimpse at their 2017 football team. Tonight, as we begin a new edition of Kane Sport Live, we will discuss what we saw on Saturday and how it helped shape the overall outlook of this team heading into the summer workout phase of preparations for a new season. Is there a significant lack of depth on the offense as it appeared with questions of quarterback on the offensive line, tight end, running back, and to a degree, even receiver? Who will win out in the end at the quarterback position where Jack Allison removed himself from the competition today by meeting with Coach Mark Richt and announcing that he will leave the Miami program and search for a new home. Can the defense carry this team to the Coastal Division title and into contention for an ACC championship? Or is Miami still a year or two away from being able to legitimately have a chance to dethrone Florida State and Clemson from the top of the ACC hierarchy? What about Miami's recent wave of commitments, which has the Storm 18 recruiting class currently ranked number one in the nation? And the indoor practice facility groundbreaking is coming up on May the 4th. So much to talk about. We'll talk about all of that and more tonight as we embark on a new edition of Kane Sport Live. Hello again, everybody. I'm Gary Furman, the publisher of Canesport.com, and we once again welcome you to what tonight will be the fastest two hours in hurricane sports. As always, this is your show, and it'll be driven by your participation. The call-in number is 563-999-3633. That's 563-999-3633. We have 100 open phone lines, plenty of room for everybody to call in and participate. You know the drill. You want to come on the show and speak. You hit the number one on your keypad. That shoots you into the queue. And we bring you on the show in the order that you land in that queue. As always, we ask the fans on the message boards at canesport.com to submit questions and topics that they would like to hear discussed on tonight's show. They came up with a lot. We'll attack the list during the course of the show. I'll start with one or two questions right now before we get to your calls did Deontay Mullins break out this spring and um, the way I would launch discussion on that topic would probably be I think to use the the word break out might be a a little bit of a stretch you know I'm not sure I would say break out Um, however you know I think that there were moments and those of you that were at the scrimmage on Saturday I think saw a few of them that it's obvious that he has taken a significant step forward in his productivity level. And um, it's to the point now where he's in the rotation. He was not in the rotation in the fall. And um, we'll see where it goes from there. He's got the whole summer to keep getting better. Coaches, you know, are pretty clear. Um, We spoke to Ron Dugans after the scrimmage on Saturday. And, you know, he's looking for more from Deontay than what he's gotten so far. Um, they're looking for more consistency. Um, they're looking for more responsibility um, to do the right things on and off the field every day and be, be, be consistent, continue to improve himself in every which way. So, uh, you know, I, and I think that'll be an ongoing process as the summer continues. And then he'll be injected, obviously, into a more crowded competition 
uh, coming back in, in August, and uh, we'll see where he stacks up when they get to September and start playing the games. So that's um, the best uh, comment I could provide on Deontay Mullins. Um, as you call in tonight, feel free to chime in yourselves. Um, which position besides quarterback is a concern for next year's team? And, you know, I'll be honest with you, you, you know, there's been so much hype um, over the last, I'd say, couple months, um, so much excitement that, you know, I, I think a lot of people have gotten caught up in that, that, you know, we're still several months away from taking a hard analytical look at this football team. And, um, but when you started to do those evaluations after that scrimmage the other day, you started to realize that they still have a lot of work to do. And, uh, you know, obviously they're not settled at quarterback as we sit here today. We have absolutely no idea um, how that's going to play out. Um, the question is, if it plays out the way it is right now with Malik Rozier as the number one quarterback, how far can Malik Rozier take this team? Um, I don't think there's anybody that would argue that in a season that just ended in December – what, three, a little more than three and a half months ago, three, three months and three weeks ago, that the starting quarterback, Brad Kaya, was considerably far ahead of where his backups were. And we're not even sure whether Evan Sheriffs or Malik Rozier at, at that point when they were at the bowl game in Orlando, it looked to us like Evan Sheriffs was the backup for that football game. He was the one taking second team reps in pregame warmups. Um, so, you know, obviously if the season were to start today, you're taking a step backward at the quarterback position than where you were when you last played in December. I, I don't, you know, that's indisputable. Um, now depth wise, you took a hit today with Jack Allison leaving, but you know, the, the, obviously the monkey in the room is Nikosi Perry, who's coming in this summer. And, um, until we, until Mark Rick gets a chance to take a week, 10 days of practice and evaluate Nikozi Perry and see where he is at in mid-August. You know, I don't think that they can really progress much more at the quarterback position. I mean, you know, obviously they're going to have the summer workouts. They'll be running the plays, but um, Mark Rick's going to want to take a close look at Nikozi Perry and he should. I mean, it's a very talented kid. Um, you know, my, my opinion has been on the cozy. I, I think he's a potential superstar. Um, and then a year later, you also have Art Sikowski, uh coming in. So, um, you know, the, there's a, still a lot that can happen at the quarterback position. And um, there's even been some scuttlebutt that a fifth-year transfer with Jack Allison leaving could be brought into the program for, for one year, uh, to, you know, short up kind of like the way Jake Heaps did that one year um, a couple seasons ago. And uh, so we'll see, we'll, you know, we'll see what happens, but uh, I think that that clearly is a concern. Now the question is which position besides quarterback? Well, you know, I think you look at running back. Um, I don't think there's any question that the departure of Gus Edwards and Joe Yearby has weakened this team and has weakened the running back position. Um, you know, Mark Walton 
is sensational. Uh, I, you know, when anybody that watched the scrimmages the other day, he was a man. He was a man amongst boys out there. I mean, every time he touched the ball, it was dynamic, and that was against the number one defense. I mean, he's a great, great football player, or at least a very good football player. And you think you're fine with Mark Walton, but you know, I, I think there's a legitimate question: What do you have behind Mark Walton now? You know, everyone. Uh, wants to believe that Travis Homer is ready to to be that second guy at that position. Um, I don't know that we know whether he is or not. Uh, You know, I was particularly concerned the other day in watching that scrimmage that every time he was put into a pass protection blitz pickup situation, I mean, he looked horrific, uh, absolutely horrific. I mean, he was whiffing at blockers and the quarterback was getting sacked every single time. Um, I think that's a huge concern. Um, we don't know yet. Uh, I, I think it's pretty safe to assume that there will be a, a fifth-year transfer coming in at the running back position. Um, we do not know if Die from Clemson is going to be that person. He has not said. He, he's told everybody he will decide in the month of May where he's going to go. He does have a lot of options. Um, but you're not getting you, – you're getting – if you get him, he's a fifth-year transfer from Clemson. He's leaving Clemson because he's not a, a, a prominent player on their football team. So um, you don't know what you're, you'd be getting in him either. And, um, you know, Trayon Gray, I, I don't think anybody harbors any illusions that he's ever going to be a front-line running back of Miami, but he would be the next guy on the list. So, you know, I think you can certainly make an argument that running back – deserves consideration for a concerned position. Um, I don't think there's any question that the tight end position with David Njoku leaving um, and Giovanni Haskins and Michael Irvin competing to be injected into the equation is in a weaker spot than it was at the bowl game in December. With Stacey Coley's departure at wide receiver, you're still waiting for Lawrence Cager and all those freshmen to get entered into the mix in August. I don't think they're without concerns at receiver. On the offensive line, you once again have six, maybe seven guys going into the fall that you're going to feel comfortable putting into a football game. I think that's a concern. And, uh, you know, then, of course, you know, we, we don't know yet, you know, how the cornerback position is going to shape up. Uh, I, you know, two, two of the three guys I, I feel very comfortable saying that are going to compete to start are not even on campus yet. Is that a concern? So a lot of excitement. You know, I, I think that we can look at the defense and, and, and say that this is going to be a quality football team. But is this going to be the team that takes Miami to the next level that can expand beyond, say, a nine-win season next year um, and, and win the Coastal and compete for the ACC championship? You know, if I'm honest with you guys, I would say I don't know if we know that yet. There's a lot of question marks still to be addressed on this team as they head into the summer and then into the fall. All right, uh, let's uh, get to your phone calls now. We'll get to more questions as we go along. Again, the number 563-999-3633, 563-999-3633. Happy to be back with you guys for Kane Sport Live. Looking forward to these next uh, couple hours. And let's start it out. In the 845, where you are live on Kane Sport Live. Hello, Gary. How are you, Greg? What's up, Greg? How are you doing this evening? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Okay. I want to start by uh, 
uh, going over what you just said about this bringing in a fifth-year quarterback. What about Malik Zaire from Notre Dame? The guy, Rick says he needs somebody who can run the ball. That guy's a tremendous running quarterback. Yeah, well, I don't know that and there's legs there. I mean, the, we, we've checked on that a couple times, and, and, and it didn't look like there were legs on, on that rumor. Um, there's one that we're, we've been checking on. Um, there's a kid up at Georgia, and I'm going to give you his name here in a second. It's, it's, it's not at the top of my head, but we, that we've been, we're looking into um, earlier today. And um, let's see, his name is Bryce Ramsey, and he's a, a guy that was on the roster at Georgia and is also a punter. And, you know, talk about concerns. Miami has concerns of punter, too. Like, they don't know who the punter's going to be right now. You got Zach Fiegel's coming in as a true freshman. Um, and so this Bryce Ramsey kid might be a guy to keep an eye on. Um, he's transferring from Georgia. Uh, might potentially give them help um, at quarterback and at punter. So um, we're trying to reach Bryce. We, we have not been successful doing that yet, but that's one that we're looking at. Uh, to see if there's any anything going on there. But uh, one thing I'll tell you is that there's going to be a lot of activity. <laughs> I think we're already seeing that. We've seen Jeff James de- depart. Um, we've seen Jack Allison depart. And there's a, a lineup of guys that are on this roster right now that either are going to decide on their own to leave or be encouraged to leave because Miami needs the roster spots. And, and um, if they're going to sign the number of guys in this next recruiting class that they want to, um, some of these guys that are just taking up space are going to have to go somewhere else. Okay. Well, I just wanted to bring up right now, after Allison and James are gone, we're at like 79 players. Is he willing to cut loose? a bunch more players and go into this season with like 75 scholarship players. Is that okay with um, them? I think they are willing to cut loose several guys. Um, obviously they've got to work it out and guys, you know, the guys that are, that are graduating, it's easy. You know, they could just leave and, and it, you know, the guys that don't, you have to try to encourage them to transfer, maybe try to help them transfer. Um, and then remember, you also have always have the option of bringing in a fifth-year guy to fill a roster spot just for this season. And I'm sure right. they have several of those that they're looking at. Okay. All right. Uh, do you think uh, Rick got more or less than he was expecting from Rogier and Sharice? I, I think he knows what he has there by now. Um you know, Mark's not harboring any illusions that he's got, a, you know, a first-round draft pick or anything like that playing quarterback. Um, you know, I don't think Rozier is a candidate to play in the National Football League. I don't think Evan Sheriffs is a candidate to play in the National Football League. Just doesn't have the arm strength. Um, he's probably has the smarts, but he just doesn't have the arm strength from what I could see. Um, so Allison's leaving. I don't think they're harboring any illusions about where they are at quarterback. Um, right now, I'm sure that they're just, they're not at the level at that position that they would like to be and intend to be very, very quickly. And, um, you know, I think that they're hoping that Nikozi Perry and Art Sikowski take them to that level. Um, but, you know, that doesn't mean that Malik Rozier can't finish his education at Miami and can't hold down the spot until somebody better 
is ready, and I think that's where they are right now, and then I think that's what he's trying to do. Um, but I don't think anybody's deceiving themselves about – at least I haven't seen any evidence that anybody's deceiving themselves about where the program is right now at that position. All right. I just want to ask you something about recruiting. Do we have any chance of getting Patrick Sertain Jr.? A chance, yeah. I mean, there's a chance. Um, I wouldn't predict it right now. I mean, they're trying. You know, he's one of the guys that are recruiting. He's a great player. I mean, they're going to go down fighting, that's for sure. But, uh, you know, we haven't seen any sign that he's going to be in this class. What about Tyson Campbell? Tyson Campbell we feel a lot better about. You know, we, we, we think there's a very good chance that he'll be in the class. I just want to tell you, the last, you brought up before about Spiegel's punting. We, we saw him down at the underarm again. He didn't yes, look we did. Bad. No, he yeah, didn't. He so they got but, work you know, to do. Yep, but, you know, he's got, you're talking about nine months between Under Armour game and a season, so he's got time to get better. Okay. All right, Gary. Thank you for having me on. I'll continue to listen. Thank you. All right, Greg. Thanks for getting us going. Uh, and um, thanks, as always, for being part of the show. All right. 563-999-3633. 563-999-3633. Greg got us off to a good start. Let's go down now to the 305 and see what we've got. You're live on Kane Sport Live. What's up, Gary? Johnny O from Bird Road. What is going on, Johnny O? <laughs> How's it going, man? Doing good, doing good. What you got? Well, I just see a pattern. Um, you know, we started off great, you know, last year. We we, we hit the, the, the center of the hurricane with the four losses. Then we, then, then we finished off strong, right? Now we're strong again with the recruiting, you know. Um, we storm 18 the next year is coming. But but I but I see a law, you know, like this season, without a proven quarterback, you know what I'm saying? You know what what expectations, you know, can we, uh, you know, with you know we had four losses last year with Kaya. I mean, you know, what, you know, is it reasonable to get not to get our, you know, to get our expectations high? You know, I mean, Storm 18 is going to be the monster class, but that's not this year. That's next year. Well, 17 was a good class. 18 looks like it's going to be a great class. And I would say... I forgot, I forgot who the that 17 point, boys were. You know, at that point, you're one more great class away from saying Miami's back. You know, you put three great right. recruiting classes back-to-back-to-back. To back to back, now you're, you know, talking like being at the Clemson, Alabama, Florida State level. Who was at the 17? Can you refresh my mind a couple of, you know... Uh, it's it's on. It, you could get it on the website. I'm not gonna go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. I just. I just but yeah, you know. but yeah, I mean, it obviously was is a good class. Oh, we finished in the number ten, right? I believe that's correct. Yep. Yeah, ten, eleven. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But you got a lot of okay, good players so, coming in coming into the program this year. No doubt about okay, it. Okay. Yeah, that's right. And some most of them are coming in the B, right? In the summer, A and B. Well, yeah, and several. You know, several are, are already here. Already here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Navon okay. Donaldson, DJ Dallas. I mean, you've got some pretty good athletes ah, that are already yeah, in the program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, just uh, refresh my mind. Yeah, Davon no. Donaldson's already a starter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, what was you gonna say? Um, well, you know, I, I I forgot what other question I had, but. All right, Johnny L. Well, always good talking to you. And, yeah, uh, man, you know, you can hit um, hit us up when we come back in August. Yeah, thank you, man. Put me on hold. You got it, Johnny O from Bird Row. Let's go out to the nine one seven. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey Gary, what's up? BK Hurricane. Hey, what's up, BK? How you doing this evening? What's, go- what's going on, Gary? How you been? Doing good. Doing good. All right. Um. You know, just you know, you know, I've been on the board. You know, just you know, not posting too much. Just kind of like reading what everybody's been saying and stuff like that. But at what point, like, all right, we lost Allison today, which which I'm not sure if it was that big of an impact. But in terms of depth, it's a big impact. And basically, we only have what two 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 capable running backs on this team. Now, I would have felt better if we had a better running back situation than maybe bringing in a freshman or, or a Rozier or a Sheriffs. I'm not sure you have two. You know, they... I'm being honest. Really? I'm, not sure you have, I'm not sure you have two. Because what I saw That's from Travis Homer the other day is not good enough. Let's give Homer one and a half. <laughs> there you go. Let's give him one and a half. There's more right, to playing so... running back than just being an explosive athlete. Yeah, I know you have to block. You have to you know your blocking assignments, being able to catch the ball out the back. I know it's more than just being explosive, taking the ball, running, and stuff like that. And it worries me a lot. Like I'm not too high on this kid guy from Clemson. You know, he wasn't able to crack the lineup at Clemson, and we're just going to give this guy, you know, shot. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're not getting that. a great player there. I don't think. I mean, you're no, getting you're getting a roster no, you're filler. Definitely not. You're definitely you know, you're not. getting Adrian Colbert. You know, what you got from Adrian Colbert last year at the cornerback position, you might be able to get from Tyson Dye at the running back position. Guy that could go in the game. He's he's played college football before. He can go in the game. He's not going to be starstruck by being out there, and he maybe can give you some productive reps when you don't – you know, you can't play Mark Walton every down. No, you can't. You can't. So, you know, every year you got the, uh, you know, one quarterback. You know, he may have been a starter on his team, and he knows the next guy's coming up. They're looking more at the next guy. Are there any guys out there right now, other than Malik Zaire, that we could, you know, as you know, as a suitable option? Because the kid you were talking about from Georgia, I mean, he was buried in the depth chart for yeah, he, he is, but he he might, he might be able to give you a body for a season, you know. But you know, if you need another body yeah. with Allison leaving, well, do you think we might need more than a body if this the coach no. thing he comes in? He's no, not because or, no, you don't need. Okay I think your quarterback's going to be Malik Rozier or Nikosi Perry. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. It's one of the two. That's what I think, unless Evan Sheriff suddenly, you know. I mean, well, if it comes down to Malik Rozier or or Perry, just give it to Perry. <laughs> you might well, well no, you know Perry hasn't been on the practice field yet. You don't know how ready he's going to be. I know he's working hard, and we'll have a story on that tomorrow. I mean, he's working hard. Yeah, yeah but it just seems like but we don't know what he's going to do not, when he shows up in August. Yeah, that's I guess true. shows up I'm in the summer that. and starts practicing in August. 
Yeah, I mean, we also the same thing about Kyrie when he was in high school too. I mean, you were you were big on it. I don't know. You don't think they're going to start a freshman quarterback in? Close no, I didn't think they should start him, but they did. Start a freshman and, quarterback, and they ended up. Yeah, and they took their they took their lumps, and 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 I'm not yeah. sure that it, I still don't think it was the right move. Really? Starting Kaya as a freshman? No, he wasn't ready. Over Ryan Williams? You think Ryan Williams would have done any better than what? I think Ryan Williams Kaya would have done just as would have done just as well. Yes. Oh, just as well. Then I would go with Kaya. No, because Kaya might have been Kaya might have been better. Kaya might have been a better quarterback ultimately if he had just been able to just sit out that year and 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 work on his game and 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 not have to worry about get preparing for football games. But yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, he, he, it, it, that's that. spilled milk. Okay, that's, we're not going to debate yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, no, no, you know, no, but, no, we're not. We're not. But I'm not as optimistic. Well, you know, the moral of this whole thing is I'm not as optimistic as a lot of people because back when we had Kyle, he was stable. We knew him again. And, you know, granted, he wasn't the most mobile guy in the world, but at least he was somewhat consistent. And you knew what you were going to get out of Kyle. You know, but I'm not comfortable at all with having this little depth at running back and an unproven quarterback. Yeah, you know, like I said earlier in the show, when, when until we started looking at it hard, position by position, the other day, it's like, wait a minute, you know, it's like, you know, there's been so much hype and 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 I've, you know, a lot of it's just because everyone's just so anxious to be back and right. be, in champion, be in championship contention again. But when Mark Rick took this job, I don't know anybody that thought it was a one-year rebuild. I, you know, if you're if you're honest, I mean. You know, it, it's a roster that's continuously being improved. I don't think there's any question mm-hmm. the coaching is at a higher level now than it's been, um, which gives them a chance in almost every single game they play. Um, but you saw, you know, last year, even though the coaching was, was, was better, um, they still dropped all those games again in the middle of the year and really struggled to, yeah. to beat good, good football teams. So um, a lot of those, you know, there's a lot of warts especially on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt mm-hmm. about it. And, right. And uh, go ahead. No, no. And not that much is, 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 is said about the offensive line other than, uh, you know, Donison is, is being typical Donison. He's a pretty good player. We've got Casey Dermott out. You know, he's the left tackle now. But, you know, like – I, I feel know, pretty Jerry. good, BK, about the first tough. team. I, I think I think the first team is very serviceable. Are they going to be? Are they? Right. Are they a great offensive line? I don't think they're a great offensive line, but I, I think that they're very serviceable. I, I really do. Um, I think the problem at offensive line would come in if there's injuries, because now you're counting on right. Tony Adagwu, whose knees are bad. You don't know what kind of knees, you know, how his knees are going to hold up, and you're counting on Nick Linder who, you know, was beaten up last year and was horrible. I mean, so, we, you know, we don't know how healthy he's going to come back and how productive he's going to be. Uh, he looks to me like he's lost some weight when I saw him the other day. Um, you, know, I, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Um, but it's, it's a little problem. That, you know, that's problematic. George Brown is still very much a project. Uh, you know, you've got the, the Hayden Mahoney's bar Milo. Uh, Jahair Jones. They were the Saints before uh, we know those two. 
those guys, you know, I don't think are are, are ever going to be players at Miami. Uh, yeah. You know, they I, I think they're candidates. They're well, they're candidates to, to yeah to be asked to leave. So, yeah. um, you, I think you're going to be counting on the true freshmen coming in at that position. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows where that's going to lead? So, you know, th- there's there's a lot of questions. Yep, and what about wide receiver? There's no guarantee that Jeff Thomas is even going to qualify. Correct. You know, people like talking you know, about Jeff Thomas. You know, he might not even qualify. He might be, he might be another Jerry Griffin. We think he will. Playing, we we think, think he, he will, will, but until until he gets to the NCAA, you don't know for sure. I mean, I'm not happy until I see him on campus practicing. <laughs> Because we're in trouble. Often, yeah, so uh, so you know you don't want to sit there and be an alarmist, BK. But there's a lot of questions. No, I mean that, that's that's, that's, really, that's fair. He's kind of in trouble. Yeah, he was kind of in trouble. Well, no, I, I don't think you, you, I don't think you know that yet. You don't know that you're in trouble. What if you know these? What if these some of these kids come in and they're they're ready to rock as true freshmen? That well, receiver position, so. the receiver so. BK position, can get healthy very quick. <laughs> you know. Uh, if evidence Nujoku and and um, Jeff Thomas and 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 you know are Harley are ready are ready to go and contribute, now all of a sudden you got a decent group there. Oh, yeah, that's true. All right, one last question: Like, do you think that um, that Allison may have bailed out a little too soon? He should have just kind of like waited no. until the fall just to see, or, or it was over. It was just. A- Nope, yeah, I, I don't think he bailed out too soon. I think he he's a very smart young man. I think he sees what's going on here. I think he sees what's coming in. And why should he waste another year? I mean, for what? You know, th- this way he goes and he and he get he finds his destination. And he's got a couple years that he could play at a new school. He's just got to be careful about what he picks. Yeah, you know, you got to pick a school that runs that pro style. Offense where you're not expecting yeah. to run around the field. Yeah, he's got to pick the right school for him. He, you know, he can't make another, you know, he can't make a mistake because then he's then he's in, then he's given up an education at the University of Miami, and he's not playing yeah. college football either. So, yeah, well, there's always Minnesota with PJ Fleck. He runs a nice little offense for him. Right there, he should pick a Minnesota real quick. All right, Gary, thanks a lot. Just keep me on hold. You got it, BK. Thank you as always for being part of the show. All right, uh, 563-999-3633 is the number, 563-999-3633. Hit the number one on your keypad if you want to be part of the show. Let's go to the 850. You're live on Kane Sport Live. How's it going, Gary? Doing good, doing good. Who's this? Yes, sir. It's Omar. Omar. What's up, Omar? How you doing this evening? Doing pretty good. Well, I was just going to uh, the guy got hey, you cut, you're cutting in and out on us. Um, you may have I'm to call back. Well, there you are. Try it. Try right. it again. But, yep. All right. All right. I call back. All right. Yeah. Call back, and we'll we'll get you on late, late, later in the show. Okay. Good. All right. Let's go to the six seven eight. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Got your lights out, man. Let me turn your lights on, man. What you gonna do? You gonna turn the lights off? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, man? I just had hey. home, bro. <laughs> nah, this is my car. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you're 
<laughs> He's going to have to call back also. <laughs> Let's go to the 904. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? Hey, how you doing? There you are. Yeah, Who's this? Hey, how you doing? Yeah, this is Gerald calling from Jacksonville. Hey, what's up, Gerald? Hey, uh, hey I'm doing all right. I had a question about um, – Offensive coordinator job is, is is he looking for an offensive coordinator? Because the guy from Oregon came in, and I was wondering what happened with that. No, that was that wasn't him looking for an offensive coordinator. That was him bringing in a guy who's a really good offensive coach and sitting around for a couple of days and talking football and talking strategy and you know going over play calls and different things, trying to get better. And, um, you know, I, I think Mark Rick's trying to evolve as a coach. Uh, you know, he's always been a pro style, um, guy offensively. And, and I, I think now he's seeing the way things have gone in college football and, you know, people are doing things offensively with quarterbacks moving around and making plays with their feet and things like that. And I think he's evolving. And, um, obviously Oregon has always been, um, a program that, that did a lot of the things that I think Miami is looking to try to do. So um, I, I, I think that was simply two coaches sitting around for a couple of days and, and, you know, picking each other's brains and, and, and talking football and trying to get better. Oh, okay, man. All right. So they had any coach in mind? Like if, if uh, they, they were able no, Mark, to add, Mark, add Mark another coach? Plays. He's, he's not looking for a coordinator. He's got Thomas Brown oh. who's got the title. And and he doesn't have any intentions of giving up play calling duties. Oh, okay then. So this guy up here in Jacksonville, um, Trinity High School, the safety, uh, I think Tariq Johnson. We, you think we have a shot with him? Because all the Gator fans over here seem to think that they're gonna, you know, that they're gonna they're gonna get him. So, I mean, Florida is gonna get some guys. I don't I I don't think that Miami is that focused on him. You know, I, I think when you look at the DB position, I think, you know, assuming Al Blades is obviously going to commit, uh, you've got Blades, Frierson, Job, Gervin Hall, um, Randy Russell, DJ Ivy. There's not room for too many more guys now. Um, yeah, I think might. that I think that um, Tyson Campbell is going to end up being the last. That that's just my opinion. Okay. That was that was about it, man. Just keep me on. I was listening to your show. All right, man. Thanks for calling in and um, for being All part right. of the show. All right, you're welcome. All right, five six three nine 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 three six three three is the number. Hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Uh, let me go tackle one or two more of the questions that were submitted on the message boards at canesport.com and um, see what we've got there. Do we think that Evidence Njoku will end up at tight end like his brother, or will he keep off the weight and stay at wide receiver? I think he stays at wide receiver. Um, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, when you look at Evidence, he, he, he's, he's a, got a leaner body than his brother. And, um, you know, I, I think that, because of that, that he's not going to have any issues in, 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 in terms of keeping his weight uh, in the right place. And uh, I think he's going to be, be a receiver throughout his career. And I think he's going to be a really good one. And if anybody dis- disagrees at all, I, what I would suggest is just go turn on the tape 
and watch this kid. I mean, the, I mean, the, it, it's it's really a, a, a something to behold when you watch Evidence Nujoku um, highlight film. And um, you know, so so what I would say is, do not expect him to be a tight end anytime soon. And I think he's going to be a, a really good wide receiver. Is the offensive line just about the same as last year? Uh, well, I mean, let, 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 let's talk about that. I mean, what, what, what's happened at offensive line? I mean, basically, you lost Danny Isadora, right? And, and you've replaced him with um, Navon Donaldson. And other than that, it's, it's basically the, sa- the same guys rotating in that were there before. And, you know, maybe Navon Donaldson performs better uh, coming out of the gate. Um, next next year, you know, then Danny is a door. Maybe he doesn't. I mean, I don't think we know that um, one way or the other. So, um, you know, I I, I I think you would have to say right now, if you were going to answer that question, that it that it's the same. I, I mean, I don't I don't think there's any any other way that we could uh, we could answer that question right now. So um, that's that that would be my answer to that one. All right, let's go out now. To the two three nine, you're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, what's up, Gary? Who's this? This is Joe on Fort Myers. Hey, what's up, Joe? What you got for us? <clears throat> got a couple questions for you, Gary. Um, any word on uh, the tenth coach? Now that we can add a, a tenth coach, do you hear any rumblings of names? No, uh, I I don't know that they're there yet. Um, you know, Mark Richt, I, I would imagine in his mind, got some ideas on what he might want to try to do, um, but certainly nothing that uh, that he's discussed publicly at, at this point. And uh, I, I think it's face, fairly safe to assume that they will utilize that and be like everybody else and, and, and you know, go with a 10th coach. But who's it going to be? I don't think we have any idea right now. Okay. Okay. Another question I have for you. The spring game, how it was closed off to the fans. There was a little bit of uh, an outcry from uh, us Kane's family, so to speak. And uh, I heard his comments as far as why he did it, particularly about the venue. He couldn't put on a first-class show accordingly. Um, do you see that or do, or, or do you predict that in the, in the future, you know, that we will be able to do the meet and greets? prior to, yeah. to the beginning of the season. Yeah, here you know, here's the here's the thing. <laughs> and 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 I I'm going to really upset you now because that private scrimmage really didn't end up being a private scrimmage. They didn't even check tickets at the gate. So anybody could have gone. <laughs> it was really it was really kind of silly. Um you could have come and nobody would have stopped you. You know, you wouldn't have been able to get a parking spot in the lot right outside the field, but you could have parked a block or two away and walked over and and walked right in. But um <laughs> You know, I, I think he's being genuine. Uh, you know, I, I, I've discussed it with him. You know, the, the, Mark Richt, when he came in last year, kind of went with the program and, and, and did things the way they had been done. And, um, you know, you look back through the years, and Miami used to have those spring games at Lockhart Stadium quite often. And, um, right. you know, he didn't like the way that looked on television. And, and you got to understand, he's coming from Georgia. Where you know they probably put sixty, seventy thousand people 
in the stadium for a spring game. It's televised. It, 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 it represents the program well. Um, he didn't like the way that thing looked at Lockhart Stadium on TV. And to do that again with the TV cameras rolling and all that just was not something that he thought was in the best interest of the program. So, um, you know, because of that, he um, – he he chose to 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 do the the, the, the scrimmage thing, and um, you know I think it went okay. I mean it, it was it wasn't definitely nothing different than than what you'd seen at Lockhart. That was for sure. Um, there there was not a huge crowd there. They definitely could have opened it up to more people. They had plenty of room, um, but at least it wasn't televised, and you know they it, it wasn't a, a, a situation where they had to worry about the, that they were embarrassing the program. You know what I'm saying? And, mm. you know, that was really the reason behind that. Now, what's going to happen in the future? I think that they'll get back to using uh, the stadium. You know, the, the Hard Rock Stadium will be available next year, and they'll be able to go back and use that. And I think that that's what you'll see happen uh, in the future. Gotcha. All right, last question. With the construction, uh, with the new facilities and um, the new buildings for the uh, the student-athletes, dorms, and so forth, is that going to affect, you know, future practices or, or disrupt anything I can imagine with, you know, with other construction and, and, and everybody working and so forth? Are they going to still be playing in Green Tree or, or – What's, what's yeah. The plan? Have you heard anything? Yeah, they'll still be at Green Tree. They'll still have the, the two fields and the soccer field that they can use. Um, it'll affect certain things. They'll have to adjust. They won't have the artificial t- uh, turf field that they've had over there that that, that they've been able to use. Um, so it'll involve some adjustments, but they'll still have plenty of field space to conduct practices. Gotcha. All right, man. Appreciate you. Keep on doing a good job. All right, thank you as always for being part of the show. All right, guys, I'm going to take a moment right now to tell you about movement watches. And uh, it's been about a month now since I got my movement watch and have gotten nothing but compliments about this watch. People ask me all the time, where did you purchase it? How much did it cost? Well, now you can get one too, and the folks at Movement will even save you money. Now, first of all, while I'm talking, you can check them out at mvmtwatches.com forward slash canesport. And the company's movement, the website is mvmtwatches.com. You put that forward slash canesport, and that takes you to the special page for canesport live listeners where movement watches is going to give you a special offer. Now, um, the first thing that I want to tell you is that this is a company that was founded on the belief that style should not break the bank. The watchmaker's goal is to change the way that consumers think about fashion by offering high-quality products at revolutionary prices. And with over 1 million watches sold to customers in 160 countries all over the world, Movement Watches has solidified itself as the world's fastest-growing watch company. And um, the amazing thing about them to be I, at least I find this amazing is the company was started by two broke college kids that wanted to wear stylish watches, but they couldn't afford them. They'd go to the store, too much money. 
So they just started their own watch company, and they've really done a spectacular job. Now, movement watches start at just $95. And once you see them, you will realize that at a department store, you would be looking at a purchase of about four or 500 bucks. They have classic designs, and they're constructed with a focus on quality. Now, here's the deal that Movement has put together for Kane Sport Live listeners. You get 15% off your watch today with free shipping and free returns by going to mvmtwatches.com forward slash Kane Sport. Now is the time to step up your watch game. So go to mvmtwatches.com forward slash Kane Sport and join the movement today and take advantage of the 15% offer that they've put together for Kane Sport Live listeners. And uh, I don't think you'll be sorry. Like I said, I really love my movement watch, and um, I highly recommend you at least go on their website and check it out. So mvmtwatches.com forward slash Kane Sport, and you'll get your 15% off if you end up buying a watch. All right, let's get back to the show. 563-999-3633 is the number. 563-999-3633. I want to hear from everybody tonight on your thoughts on where this team stands coming out of spring practice. And let's go now to the 305 where you're live on Kane Sport Live. Hello, Gary. Yes, sir. Hey, what's going on, Gary? It's uh, Eric, a.k.a. Big Spade, up on the message boards. How are you doing tonight? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing this evening? Doing good, doing good. Just got a couple comments. I've been listening to a couple of the callers. Uh, first thing I want to get at is the offensive line. Uh, obviously, my favorite position. Um, I kind of agree with you. We're almost the same as we were last year, although I think we're in a better position. Uh, you mentioned the addition of Devon Donaldson. Um, he reminds me of those Georgia boys that Cyril's and Rick had up in the early days, the big road grader type. Um, I also believe Trevor Darling is playing at his better position of guard. Um, he's not a tackle. He's more of a guard. Um, I'm not real positive um, or positive thinking, I should say, on Nick Linder and his shoulders. I think if he has another injury or he doesn't come back from injury like he needs to, I think either Gauthier or Gaynor might take his spot. Uh, Gaynor, the young kid, really reminds me of a young, tough Romberg. Um, hopefully he can put the technique together like Romberg, but we'll see. The only questions are tackles, and that's both offensive tackle and defensive tackle. But really the offensive tackles, we don't have our favorite Mount McKinney. We don't have our Eric Winston. I think that's the real weakness of the team right now, but it was last year. So are we better on the inside? Yes. Can we make the zone run work? Yes. But we aren't going to be having the responsibility of trying to protect the statue and not to be a bad thing on Kaya, but really either Rozier, Sheriff, or Perry, all three of these guys can move. Kaya couldn't move. So at least if something does happen, they do get in trouble outside blitz or defense ends, they can at least step up and, you know, make three, four yards and slide kind of thing. So I think we're a little bit better. You know, I, I think one thing to, that to be encouraged about is, is Tyler Gauthier, I, I think, has taken a step forward. Uh, I, I think he he's has. doing a nice nice job at center. He has. I'm just worried about his snapping. Uh, there's a couple comments 
about the scrimmage. He kept, you know, having the high snaps. Yeah, that can be fixed over the summer. I still put Gauthier as the the starter, but, you know, if like I said, if Linder doesn't come back healthy like he should and the shoulders still worry me, you know, that really opens it up. You know, if Gauthier can't get it done, you know, do they slide McDermott back into center, which he's done before, or do they, you know, tell Gainer, hey, you know, no more mistakes and you're going in. You know, I, I don't, don't think they could slide McDermott. McDermott's really the only guy that, that that really is comfortable at at left tackle right now that they're comfortable putting out there. Yeah, exactly. So I think McDermott, McDermott, as long as he's healthy, has to stay at left tackle. Um, yeah, because they would have to they'd have to reshuffle the entire line. So yeah, so I don't know that I see that happening. I you know I I, I think that um, you know obviously Linder is capable of going in there at center. He's going to compete with Gauthier. You'll see what happens uh, yeah. if if Gauthier were, were to lose out on that. I think he becomes an option at guard. And um, the mm-hmm. coaches aren't mincing words. They're not very happy with Trevor Darling right now. He had a bad spring. No, they aren't, which is very surprising. Yeah, I don't know what, what's up with that. I mean, that's a guy that's played a lot of football, and you know he had a bad spring. And uh, yeah, I don't. I just hope he gets a fix over the summer. Maybe it's a scheme thing, you know, worrying about too much stuff at tackle, and maybe certain plays just getting confused on. Oh wait, that's what I had to do at tackle. I could do something different at guard. But these guys are in college; they should be able to know the difference of you know the position. So hopefully, it's a mental thing, and he can kind of make the tweaks. I don't see it being a technique thing because you need more technique to play tackle than you do guard i think maybe it just might be a mental thing so we'll see but i also want to make a couple comments a couple callers and a couple people on the board been worried about recruiting and and al blades and all this i just want to let everybody know al blades will be a cane you said it many many times there's nothing to worry about you know banda ronk and diaz are personally taking care of the defensive backfield will be fine for Storm 18. I know a couple calls before mentioned Tyreek Johnson. You don't think he's going to be in there? I don't think so either. Um, but we are waiting on Campbell. I do think once the Campbell domino does fall, we are done unless Campbell or unless Tyreek Johnson wants in. If Tyreek wants in, Storm 18, you have to make room for him. You agree? Uh, I'm not going to say that because, you know, now you're asking them to take, what, eight DBs? I mean, I don't know. You know, well, I, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of DBs. That's a lot of DBs. On the roster. Huh? I mean, you, know, you know more attrition is coming. Yeah. Really the only player that stood out was Malik Young. The other two guys are going to be Juco's, you know, and grad transfers. And D. Delaney and the uh, the other kid we got. So you yeah, can almost just, kind of load up. I'm just on saying. DBs. I mean, how many defensive backs are you going to take in one class? I mean, that's a lot of DBs. No, I, and I totally agree with you. I don't want to be like University of Florida being DBU, but if there's a pressing need, you know, which is defensive tackle, obviously first and foremost after Kendrick and uh, McIntosh are gone, the next need would be the defensive backfield depth because we only have no Malik Young and the two older guys. So but you got to get some class if, separation, too. Yeah, only if, exactly. But only if Tyreek wants in, do you take him. Not, no, just, oh, well, maybe do a hat day, you know, signing day hat trick and all this other, you know, diva stuff that they do. You know, you have to be real serious about it. And you say, well, if you're going to commit, then we need your pledge. You shut it down and you become part of the class. Like all the recruits have been doing. 
And I don't know if you've been getting your information from your sources or just talking to the kids, but it seems like the kids are kind of being the the source of the info. They're all over Twitter and they're all, you know, in each other's ears and recruiting each other, kind of keeping the class together, whether it be, you know, Lorenzo being the ambassador or if it's Sidkowski driving all the IMG kids over to the spring scrimmage or if it's Al Blades, even though he's not committed, still talking to all the local kids. You know, this class seems to really stick together. How, how do you feel about that? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that's what they're. what's so great about what they're doing is the kids are recruiting the kids. And, and that's always yeah. been the case when, when Miami's been great. And, and that's what's going on right now. And, and you know, obviously that's, that's a wonderful thing. Yeah, it is. So um, I think one, you mentioned the, the wide receiver. Um, I, didn't, I didn't hear you mention Cager. Cager looks like he's probably going to be coming back. Um, I know a couple people I know around him have said that the, they're taking the family decision to keeping the brace on. They don't want to push him too hard. They want to wait till fall camp to really let him go with, with, the, with the leg injury and make sure he's full go. So, you know, as long as, you know, like I said, Jeff Thomas shows up, Mark Harley's ready to go. I actually want to see who's going to win that race when they race over the summer, but that's another topic. Um, I think our wide receiver health and depth is actually pretty good. Um, I want to see what the tight ends can do. I want to see what Michael Irvin can do, Junior, this this year. Hopefully he can step up behind Chris Herndon. Um, and yeah, so he, looks like, he looks to me like he's gotten be. heavy. He's, he's got to lose some weight in my opinion. Yeah, it, it looks like, you know, I haven't been around practices or like or anything. I was kind of disappointed that you let everybody know that it was a free-for-all because I really thought it was only for, for green-level canes. Um, but, yeah, it looks like as far as what I can see, Irvin did get a little heavier. I mean, hopefully they're not trying to slide him back to fullback, H-back thing, which I know is also another need. But I'd really like for him to step up. I really don't want to wait on, you know, Brevin Jordan and Mallory to come in next year and only rely on Herndon Herndon this year. I really want something. I really want those two tight ends. Maybe, you know, we can get away with it if the other wide receivers are good. But I know we relied on Njoku heavily, obviously, because of the mismatch we had. But we also were very low at wide receiver depth. So, I don't know, kind of catch-22 right there. I'd like to see some more out of of, uh, Irvin Jr., but maybe we don't need him. You know, maybe he just has to play behind Herndon. We'll see. If the, if all the receivers come through, you won't need that second tight end as much. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. So yeah, but uh, so you got anything we'll on uh, defensive tackles? I know we we lost Chapman to LSU, which is kind of fishy and kind of came from out of left field. But you know, it's cool back out on the trail trying to get some D tackles because we got Norton and uh, McIntosh leaving. Looks like. Um, I, I think you're going to see that be a huge priority in, in May when the coaches are, are go out mm-hmm. recruiting next week. And um, I, I think that I think that that cool is going to go look at a lot of kids and decide who he likes. You know, I, I, I right. think that that that's going to be the the main project in the month of May. I'll, uh, offensive and defensive line. Yeah, I see that. Big you know, they already know what they're doing at quarterback. They already know what they're doing at running back. Yeah. They already know what they're doing at tight end. They have a pretty good idea what's going on at receiver. Um, they know, they're pretty good at DB. I mean, I mean, the places where they really got to focus is the offensive and defensive line, and that that's going to be their May May project. Yeah. Well, I mean, opinion. they even you can even say that Cool can even micro, you know, manage. Well, not micro, micro manage. I have the wrong word. Probably more focused. 
even on just defensive tackles alone because he knows what he has at defense end. You could even yeah. miss a defense end in this class because you already got Rousseau, who's going to be the Viper. But you already got kids like Garvin and, and DJ, who's coming in the summer. You know, guys like JoJo, you know, stepping up as a freshman last year. So we got defense ends. We need defensive tackles. No doubt. And and I, I right, think Gary. that's what you're going to see him go take a look at kids. And, uh, he, you know, he likes to eyeball them rather than just take yeah, them off does. film. And, um, and, you know, then they'll circle the wagons after they go out for those three, four weeks and, and, and see what they think. Yeah, I mean, I mean, hopefully everybody on the board and people listening can kind of take notice. There's a reason why Coach Cool, you know, I'm going to say has the autonomy that he does, but there's a reason why he got the big pay bonus and the, the, the title in the offseason. And rumor has it he has the ability to offer – on site, you know, you don't have to go back to Rick. If he likes what he likes, he can go ahead and offer. So everybody just trust and cool. Let's just see what he can do. I just haven't heard any names, but you know, obviously they still have to go out and still recruit. They've been busy with spring. So hopefully yep. we'll just focus on some decent tackles and uh, go ahead and put me on uh, hold and I'll just listen to the rest of the show. Thanks, Gary. You got it, man. Great call. Thanks for being part of the show. Let's go back out to the 305. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary. How are you? Doing great. Who's this? What's up, Adam? Uh, Talk to us. A couple questions. Uh, first, real quick on basketball. Um, do you think I was watching the McDonald's All-American game and the Jordan Brand game? It looks to me like Lonnie Walker is going to be Miami's first one and done. What do you think? I think there's a great chance of that. I mean, he's he's got incredible skills and um I, th- I think he'll play next year, and we'll, he'll see where he's at at that point. You know, everyone thought Bruce Brown was going to be a one-and-done, too, and everybody thought that Juan Hewell was going to be a one-and-done, and they okay. weren't ready to be one-and-done. So, you you know, it's a whole different deal when you come and play yeah. in college. Um, I think Lonnie Walker's got to build his body. Yeah. Um, he's, he's a skinny uh, okay. kid. Um, you know, will, will, will they feel like after one year that he's ready to be a first-round draft pick? You know, that remains to be seen. You know, it'll, a lot will depend on how all the other young kids around the country do and things like that. But mm-hmm. uh, you're, you're, you're right along the right lines in that he is just an unbelievable yeah. basket. I mean, he, he's, he is going to just be so much fun to watch with these other guys that they have coming in. And um, if you don't have your basketball tickets yet and you live in South yeah. Florida, um, I would go call the ticket office now because that, that's going to be one of the hottest tickets in town next year, Miami basketball. Yeah, and I was actually surprised Bruce Brown didn't go into the draft and not hire an agent. He's not ready. Just, He's not ready. He, he wouldn't have been a first-round No, but like you, well, like you see some of the kids around the country, like Kobe Simmons at Arizona, who are projected undrafted and second-round picks going in. That's why, just to see what he could do before withdrawing. Yeah, I mean, some kids go and and, and they don't care or, or yeah. whatever. I mean, I still think Shane yeah. Larkin went a year too early, but no, so do know. I. But um, he was a but he was a first round draft pick, you know. So, but you notice he's not in the NBA anymore. Yeah, that's true. Uh, now he might he might get back in at some point, but yeah. he had to go play in Europe this past year, and and you know that tells me that. Yeah. He didn't get his game NBA ready before he went into the NBA. Yeah, that's true. Um, a, a couple uh, football questions. One, you haven't happened to see Dee Delaney's tape, have you? Because he looks great. 
But again, look at his competition. Yeah, I mean, you don't know until he comes. But I, I, here's what I can tell yeah. you about D. Delaney. From from what the NFL people that I know tell me, they think he's a yeah. draftable football player. Like you know, he's on their list for next year. Like they they think he's going to be drafted now. You know what that means will depend on how he does next year, but I, I think he's going to. You know, they're they're assuming he's going to be one of the top three corners when he steps foot on campus. Yeah, him and Javante Dean and Malik Young, yeah. I would think. And Malik Young, yeah, who's doing very well. Malik yeah. had a great spring, so yeah. those are going to be those are probably going to be your three front line corners. Yeah, um, and also in the DBs, I saw that they converted um, Redwine from corner to safety. How did he look out there as a safety? He looked okay. I mean, you know, he's still learning the position and everything, but um, certainly didn't stand out in a negative way. It's not like, you know, he was getting torched or anything. I mean, you know, I think he did okay. He had a reasonable number of tackles and was active. And, you know, there's something to work with there. So it could be an all-Killian backfield with him and Jaquan. Yeah, you know, it, but you know, I, I still consider that the weak, the weak link of the. I, I think it clearly the secondary is is the weakest link of the defense going into the season. Yeah, um, you know, we don't and, know we don't know that Jaquan is a front line every down, get it done safety. We don't know that yet. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you're hoping he will be. You're, you but no, you know, he's a little little undersized. You know, he's certainly not not what you would say is a prototypical safety, but he's yeah. an explosive, explosive athlete plays very hard. You know, you're hoping he's serviceable and you're hoping red wine's serviceable. And, and, um, and then we'll see how, how long did, it takes Carter to develop. Yeah. And also, um, it, by the way, great article on Derek Smith at Kane sport. And could he be a factor coming in, in the spring or in the early fall? He's going to try to be, I, you know, just like Trey John Bandy, he'll try to be a corner. Yeah. You know, he's going to try, he's going to try to be a factor. You know, we'll see, we'll yeah. see what happens. Um, any news on a couple other questions, Warren, any news on Tayshawn Dye, the kid out of no. Clemson? No, he's, he, he said he's going to make a decision in May. Uh, okay. So, I mean, you know, that one, that one's in a holding pattern. Okay, and a couple um, more questions. Do you see, and I know this dates back, but this Storm 18 could be something akin to the class of 83, where you start to see the momentum going? Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. Because what's happening is they're recruiting two years at a time, and all the Mm -hmm. kids are recruiting the kids. So, I mean, they're just doing a great job. I mean, you know, you, you, you could go on and on and on about what the job they're doing. It, it's just spectacular recruiting work and, and the way that they're helping these kids form bonds with each other through the use of social media and things like yeah. that by getting kids to getting kids to come on campus as much as they are um, so that they're, they're, they're always there when other kids come and they're, they're basically, you know, forming friendship groups and, and letting the kids recruit each other and uh pretty pretty impressive job yeah. they're doing it at it yeah and i was reading an article i mean in the past couple of years around this time we've always had high recruiting classes only to see, and this goes back to under golden as well 
only to see it fall apart. Why does this feel different? Because it's it's it, it feels real. Like you know, it it doesn't feel artificial at all. And you've got a better coaching staff. I think that's pretty safe to say. Yeah. yeah. I think you've got I think you've got a head coach that brings a greater level of respect. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying every single one of these guys is going to stick for you know till th- till the early signing day, and that's now going to come up in December. But I think there's a decent yeah. chance. I think there's a decent chance. Yeah. Um, and um, last question. And again, great article on Sitowski yesterday. Do you think he could be the type of quarterback that can start from day one, unlike and be ready to start from day one? Uh, I, I think he's got that kind of talent. I, I think that before yeah. before you start looking at that, I think you got to see what happens with with the situation this year. You know, what, what year is Nicole... Rozier? Uh, Rozier is a redshirt junior. Um, okay, so so he wouldn't be a one and done, so to speak, if um, he were to win the job. So we could like sit. I mean, he he theoretically could could be the quarterback for two years, but you know, I just yeah. don't know that I see it playing out that way. Oh, okay, yeah, Kaya leaving early really put us in a bind, and yeah, no, even no with doubt. Allison, and even with Allison transferring, no one stood out. No, but, but you know, I I don't see Mark Rick sitting there crying. Like I don't think Mark Rick has any problem no. moving on moving on. You know, and, and seeing where this takes them, but no, that's true. Uh, you know, he's not under he's not and, under pressure to win a national title this year. Yeah, you know he's he's trying to build a program that will sustain itself. Yeah. And I don't think anybody harbored any illusions that it was only going to take one year to do that. You know, so yeah. Um, if this turns into a another bridge year, which it could, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think. I think everyone's willing to live with that, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I agree with you. The The prospects would look rosier if Kaya had come back. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, final question. Uh, sorry. How did, um, uh, not only Dallas, but how did, um, Harris and Mullins look at receiver? Like, can you see a reliable number two behind Richards? Um, Number two, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I mean, they they look like rotation guys. They look like they can make contributions. Okay. I mean, Harris had a very good scrimmage the other day, and and, and mm-hmm. you know the thing that they really like about him is that he knows all three receiver spots on every play, so they yeah. can put him at the at the X, Y, or Z, and and and, and he can go do his thing and and and, and contribute to the team. So he's going to be like kind of like the utility guy, I think that they. Kind of mix in there, but 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 yeah, he had a nice spring and and showed that he's capable, at least of being a contributor. Now, am I willing to call him a number two? You know, I don't yeah. know. I mean, it depends what your standard is. I mean, you know, we don't know yet that Amon Richards is a number one. I mean, you know, Amon Richards had a great freshman year, but I mean, let's be honest, the number one was Stacy Coley, and Stacy Coley was the receiver on yeah. that team last year that all the defenses were game planning for. Well, this year it's going to be Amon Richards. It's Amon Richards. And 
Yeah. You know, we don't know where that's going. And, you know, we think it's going to go okay. I mean, but, you know, you're asking a lot of a kid that's been in college one year to now be a, a stud number one receiver. So, you know, I, 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 I think we got to wait and see. You know, I, I think that, okay. you know, I, I hate, you know, I, I hate to, you know, not contribute to the parade down Biscayne Boulevard that some people already want to take. But, you know, I think we got to wait and see to see how it all evolves. I mean, there's so many different things that could happen between now and when the games start in September. And uh, so I'm not willing to call either one of those guys a number two. No, I'm not willing to do that. Okay, but um, do you see Dallas playing as a freshman, similar yes. to Richards last year? Okay. Without a doubt, he will play as a freshman. But I'm not okay. ready to call him a number two either. Like, you haven't, just haven't yeah. seen enough yet, you know? And same with Deontay Mullins? Yeah, I mean, Mullins took a step forward this spring. He's moving in the right direction. But we're not going to sit here and say he's a number two option right now at receiver. I mean, when okay. we don't even know we don't even know if he's going to be in the rotation yet. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's, probably will be. And, you know, and probably and probably quick, will. Jeff Thomas is on track to be. Uh, he's on track to be at UM come August. We think I so. I mean, obviously, he, he, the it, NCAA it, clearinghouse is something different, but yeah, correct. Like, it, it's going to be close. It's going to be nip and, nip and tuck. The people that we talk to tell us they think he's going to make it. Uh, so similar to Mullins last year. Correct. Uh, okay. Thanks, Gary. Have a great show. Talk to you in the summer. Anytime, man. Thank you for being part of it. Thanks. All right. 563-999-3633. 563-999-3633. Uh, let's go now to the 561. You're live on Team Sport Live. Hey, what's up, Gary? How you doing, man? Doing good. Who's this? Hey, this is JM44. Um, hey, what's up, man? Talk to us. Hey, I had a, a question. Um, do you know what type of drug testing do they do in um, University of Miami? Like if you're on the football roster, do they do an annual drug test? And, and like how do they conduct the drug or do they even do drug testing? Oh, they do drug testing, yeah, and and there's it, it, sometimes it's 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 it could be random too. Uh, I, I'm not sure exactly how it gets scheduled out or whatever, but I think if you fail one test, take them more often, you know that kind of thing. But um, you know, there's definitely drug testing. Does the NCAA do they mandate drug testing? Or uh, yeah, they school? do it themselves too. You know they'll they'll come in and do their they, own drug I testing. I read I read that they don't. I don't think the NCAA does drug testing. Yeah, do I believe they do. Yep, I'm pretty sure they still do. They do. So they go into the school I, and they do it. What do they do it like annually? I think that they'll come in like once a year. Yeah, but you know I don't think they do it more than once a year. But you know they'll they'll just you know they'll come in and do it. That would be a good thing to write an article about. You know, um, drug drug testing. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be interesting because I don't think anybody knows anything about it. Kind of like, and you know that that goes on. I mean, for sure they're not testing for steroids. It's testing that's not like a pee test. That's a straight no, I don't up know that that's test. not. I don't know that that's accurate. You know, you you should go research some of this stuff. I'm sure it's all online. Mm-hmm. I would bet they do uh, test for steroids. That would be a blood test, and they would test the hormone levels of the kids then. Yeah, I would bet that they test for steroids. You know. It, 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 at least once a year or something. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing I was going to ask is, um, so say they have some a lot of dead weight at like positions they want to kind of free up some scholarships. Um, so if they give a scholarship to a kid, can they take away the scholarship? So can they say, hey, look, you know, we don't think you're worthy of a football scholarship anymore. We're going to revoke it. Or does the kid have to voluntarily – like if he just wants – does the kid have to voluntarily give up his scholarship or how does that work? Uh, they can revoke it. Uh, they usually don't unless there's sufficient reason. If a kid just flat can't play, they will try to, you know, convince him to to transfer and go somewhere where he can play. Uh, but – uh, they're annually renewable. I mean, the, 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 you can't abuse that, obviously, if you're a school, because if you start whacking kids and not letting them finish their education, um, you know, your program's going to go down the tubes real quickly because kids aren't going to want to come there, and you're going to get negative recruited to death. But uh, you know, there's different ways they do it. You know, kids that get that get in trouble uh, kind of weed themselves out. You know, in a lot of situations, uh, and um, you can you, you you know they they can cut them that way, um, but usually it's uh, like a Jack Allison situation where it doesn't get to the point where you have to cut them that they they just transfer. Or it, yeah, or uh, another another way is that they can accelerate their classes and try to get them to the point where they graduate by the summer, and then and then if they're a graduate, uh, then they don't they don't have to renew it. All right, cool. Well, I just had one more comment. Um, the, the way that they're recruiting the safety position, I don't like. Um, they're getting a lot of guys who um, they don't ever go for the ball or go for an interception or anything. Like, a, the Mari Carter is a perfect example of, like, he's waiting for people to catch the ball, and then he's trying to, like, hit them when they're not looking. Well, he's only, he's and, only, and he been, has, on, he's only been there for a month. I mean, give the, give the kid a break. I agree with you. I agree with you, You're, and your no, point, is, fen- your point is phenomenal. Your point's phenomenal. Yeah. Okay, and you're 100% spot on, and and I and I agree. I I am concerned about the safety position. I'm not sure that go it's back good, and look it, at his high school. Enough, go back and look at his high school highlight film. Like what he'll do, he'll he'll sit there and and everybody's catching. The, they'll make like a 30, 20 yard reception, and then and then right when they're coming down, he'll kind of hit them when they're not looking, and everybody's like, "Ooh, man, he lit him up! Oh, did you see that hit?" Yeah, you're hitting the guy when he's coming down from catching the ball, and a lot of those, a lot of the highlights that he has, and even in the spring he was doing the same thing. People were like catching the ball, and then after the reception, he would like, and it, he would hit them when, when he didn't know he was there. Like yeah, you, you, the you, you want to see some safeties back there, like Ed Reed and Sean Taylor, who make plays on the football and get interceptions. Yeah. I yeah, absolutely. It's hard to find those guys. I just don't understand. I just don't understand this whole thing of like if he hits him, but he still made the catch. You know, he should have yeah. been there before he made the catch. That's all I wanted to comment on. You know, because yeah, but, uh, you don't have you don't have a prototype safety on the field right now. I agree totally. You know, Jaquan yeah. Johnson is a cornerback body playing safety. Jaquan Jaquan Johnson is legit. Who is he like five nine? He's like a little like a little little guy, right? He's a cornerback body who doesn't have cornerback skills who's playing safety. Very talented, yeah. explosive athlete. Um, can definitely make contributions to your team like he did last year. Is he in every single down safety that's going to hold up over an entire season back there? I don't know. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I mean – you know, I don't think you have a prototype stud safety who's, you know, 
going to be a high safety draft pick on this team right now. All right, cool. Uh, thank you for your questions. I, uh, one comment before I leave. I do think you're wrong about the, the steroid testing because if you look into what it takes to, to accurately steroid the testosterone levels in people, you have to draw blood, and it's an expensive test. I don't think the NCAA does it, or I don't think any of the college programs do it. I don't think any of them does it. I, I think you're wrong. I think there's a whole list of performance-enhancing drugs that are on the list that you're not allowed to take, and I think they test. And I'll tell you, you know, back in the day – there were always guys on the football team that you looked at and you knew that they were doing steroids and stuff. It's not like that anymore. Um, you know, it really isn't. And, and uh, I think steroids have kind of, I, I think they've done a good job of eliminating as to a great degree, steroid use in college football. All right. Fair enough. All right, but man, go, you can, I'm sure work. You could, I'm sure you could research a lot of that online. You know, just go and do some searches I mean, on NCAA. I, did, I, I Googled it. There's not a lot on it, but, I mean, like, if you look at, like, what the UFC did with their – they cut out steroids, but they got USADA testing. They had, like, Olympic testing. It's a lot that goes into it. Uh, they have to draw – they have to check your hormone levels over, like, many months. And, um, you know, it's no – it's, a, it's a, like a big-time program. I don't, I don't think that they're doing that in college football. But no, I, I don't wrong. think they're doing that, but but I I think they test for a lot of things when they do testing, and uh, they test for weed. They'll, they'll, what they'll do is they'll take a pee sample and they'll, yeah. they'll do like a you know a thirty dollar weed test. But I don't even yeah, know but if I'd they do be, that. Yeah, but I'd be I'd be really I'm pretty sure they do a, like at least an annual drug test. You know, I'm not saying they do it every week, but the, I guarantee you that there's a comprehensive physical at some point there where they test for everything. Oh. But All yeah, right, just, yeah do, do, do some research on it. All right, man. Thank you for being part of the show. Okay. All right, five six three nine 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 three six three three five six three nine 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 three six three three. You hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. We've got about uh, forty minutes or so left this evening, so you still have time to get in. Um, let's go out to the six seven eight. You are live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? Going once, going twice. All right, let's go to the 850. You're live on Kane Sport Live. How's it going, Gary? It's going good. Who's this? It's Omar. I'm back again. Oh, hey, what's up, man? Yeah, you sound like you're on a better phone line this time. Yeah, yeah, I had to put on my uh, Bluetooth speaker. But, um... Uh, I'm just get get into it. Um, about the DBs, I uh, I really think that the 2018 DB class. I think we getting too many DBs. I really, as far as well, that's what I was now, saying. Safety. It's like how many safety, are you gonna take? We need safety. Yeah, we need safeties, but DBs. It's like I think that's one of the reasons why Al Blade is so hesitant about committing because it's like it's almost like if y'all want me. Why y'all continue to get people? If I was looking at uh, his eyes, I'd be like, man, y'all got five DBs. Y'all really sound like y'all don't want me. You know, I would commit, but if y'all got five already, then what? I don't see the picture yeah, I, I don't of me know. yet. I don't know if that's know. true or not true. All I've ever heard of is course, Outblade. Of course, it, it may not be. It's just my assumption of, but you know, a reason why I agree why with you. I, mean, I think he's got reason for concern because Josh Job, I think, is going to be a pretty darn good football player. Um 
I don't know if he'll end up as a corner or a safety, but uh, he's going to be pretty darn good. And Gervin Hall is a pretty darn good, you know, guy too. So yeah, and then we got Malik. He just in his sophomore year, so he got two more years that he's going to be playing. And um, who who else do we have? Well, he's a corner. He's a cornerback though. But but you know, I, I I mean, you're right. I mean, you can only start four defensive backs at a time. If you're talking about Blade, taking eight Blade, in, one, re- in right? one recruiting class, safety, is he? who is Blade a safety or a cornerback? I, I think Blade. he, could, you know, we don't. I don't think we know yet. But I think he's but I, you know, I, I mean, he's kind of tall, but I think yeah, yeah I mean, he's, he's probably more, more suited to be a, corner, a cornerback. But you know, I don't know. You know, <laughs> I mean, I've watched so, him a lot at, <laughs> at these camps and stuff. I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean. But you know, I yeah, get what yeah, I, mean, I get. What, I get what you're saying, and and I think it's a yeah, very so legit point. And you, some of these got, guys are just not going to play a lot of football. Yeah, you got Benji coming in. He got four years. So then you got Malik for two more years, and Dean for one year. Uh, is there anybody else coming in this summer, DB wise, other than Dean and um, Benji? I mean. Uh, whatever the guy's well, name D, is, D, D, so. D Delaney coming in for one year. And, but and, you know, and, I mean, they'll and, rotate a lot. I mean, they'll play. They could play, you know, eight DBs very yeah. easily. I mean, yeah. But but yeah. but what you're saying, what you're saying, I think is very legit. Like you can't just take nine or ten defensive backs in one recruiting class. Yeah, I I think if if we see. Somebody said somebody certain if if he coming. I'm like if he come, then I don't think Blade gonna come. Like you can only, it's only two B, two or three DBs. I mean cornerbacks that can be on the field. Like yeah, if if Pat, if, 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 if Pat Sertain comes, Blades probably would be smart not to come. So you know you're you're probably right, yeah. but you know yeah. I, and um, on to my next thing. Uh, Allison leaving. I think that was. It, I mean. I got mixed feelings because, honestly, I think that he was the best accurate quarterback that we have on the roster. Because, I mean, just given the Based, based on what? From, from an injury. He came back from an injury and went uh, 11 for out of 15. Okay. I mean, but then, you know, <laughs> I mean, you, can't, you can't judge I, on I that. I understand he's third screen, too. So, he didn't, his competition wasn't as, you know, good. No. But I just – I don't know. I just felt like we didn't give him a fair shot. Like, I really didn't – I well, feel like he could be it's, an accurate it's not, quarterback. A good, I don't know if you read the article that we did today on it, but it, yeah, it's I, not I read that he, it. I read it. Yeah. It's not you that he see the, the, the things going differently. It's kind of like yeah. – it's kind of like the reason why Brad left. Brad kind of got the idea of, like, they want a more mobile quarterback. So Correct. I think it would be best for me to leave. And I understand that. And I've been saying this for years that Miami should have been transitioning to a uh, uh, um, mobile quarterback because it's like we was the only one in Florida not doing it. Florida State and Florida have been doing it for years. But we the only one keeping having these pocket quarterbacks that can't scramble. And I, I felt like we would have won so many games if Brad could have scrambled last I mean last season it, it was so many opportunities. It's like it got to the point where the defense is like, I don't care what, we know he ain't running. So they can get, yeah, I don't know. give him ten yards of a field and he still wouldn't run. It was like Come you on, remember. Man, you gotta make a play. I don't know if you remember in the in the middle of last season I wrote a I remember writing a column. I can't remember I think it was after the Virginia Tech game 
Um, and where I wrote that the pro style quarterback has become obsolete in college football and Brad Kaya has a lot to be concerned about, you know, going forward yeah. because, you know, you lost four games last year, you know, with that approach. And, you know, I yeah, and it, never, I never right, felt man. that Mark Ricks was comfortable with, 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 with Brad Kaya. I never really felt that. And, um, you know, now of course he ended up leaving and going into the draft and the whole thing. And now, you, you know, you, you know, Allison was recruited, uh, during Al Golden's tenure. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, yeah, the, the program's just going in another direction. So I wouldn't say he didn't get a fair shot. I mean, he got a fair shot. It's just, you know, you're trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it, it, it may it, it may have been the best thing for him to go ahead and leave because, especially with Perry coming in, if he get a starting position, that's it for him. You might as well just kill it unless somebody get injured. And even if they was to get injured, you got to – uh, what senior finna be in Malik? So it's kind of like, yeah, man. It, it for him, it was the best. I think the best decision if he can find somewhere that he can go and start and play three more years, and you know, that may be the best thing for him. But um, I'm gonna move on to my next thing. What's up with the um running back from Clemson? Is he coming or is he still like he don't know or what? He's gonna uh, let everybody know. He's, really he's gonna let everybody know in May. In May, okay. I, man, I'm praying we we get him because if we get him, I feel even better about our offense. But Mark Rick, I mean, um, Mark Walton, he, I mean, he he do his thing. I'm, I, he's a first a good back, but I just feel like he just he he gonna need that help. Just like last year, it was we needed two backs because you know them boys would get tired. So it's like you need that extra extra push and behind him. It just seemed like the guy, um. What's the guy who was who was behind him? He just seemed too light. I seen like the little highlights. Man, they was tossing that boy up in the air, man. He seemed light. He seemed real light. The uh, guy behind him. What's his name? He's a sophomore now, ain't it? Um, that, the running back behind which, Mark. Behind, wait, I, I lost you there. You, you Mark about Walsh. the backup? Oh, uh, that's yeah, the the Travis, Travis Homer. Yeah, he did. Travis, he, he, he had a rough yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he seen that pass protect. Yeah, that's what they seem like, and yeah, you're not gonna play too long if you can't pass protect, especially with a, a quarterback that we don't even know, you know, gonna be. You gotta have that assurance. So I think we definitely need. That's why we definitely need that boy to come from Clemson because he's a big bat. That boy ain't little. He actually I think bigger than Mark, Mark Walton, the um, guy for Clemson. And let me see what else. Uh, okay, what else I had. Oh yeah, the quarterback from two thousand um, that come in uh, in two thousand eighteen is he mobile? Yes. Or is he like he's mobile he's, he's and he's good. Mobile? He's really good. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's all the questions I have for tonight, man. I'm all right, man. Hey, thank thank you as always for being part of the show. Yes, sir. All right. All right, guys. I'm going to take a moment right now. And tell you about one of our sponsors on Kane Sport Live for the past several shows. And it's a company by the name of Blue Apron. And um, very unique company. They're the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. And their, their mission is very simple. They want to make incredible home cooking 
accessible to everyone. And um, I've been using them for a few months, and it, it, it's really awesome. You get to you go on on their website and you you order the dishes that you want. They send you a big box full of food that comes in in like a refrigerated box where everything's fresh and um, everything's portioned out. So when you're using their recipes, um, you can throw dinners together really quickly and the whole family can contribute and you can make it a family uh, project. And it's, it's really cool and it's really a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, cooking together, and, and I know a lot of people don't think of this like that, but cooking together can really build strong family bonds. And research shows that Blue Apron families cook nearly three times more often than families that rely on going to the grocery store, you know, moms and dads and husbands and wives, you know, everyone's busy and, you know, always have time to go grocery shopping. Well, in the case of Blue Apron, Blue, Blue Apron rather, the groceries come to you um, delivered in a box and uh, great seafood, great produce, beef, beef, chicken, pork come from re- uh, responsibly raised animals. Um, the produce is sourced uh, from, from farms and, and very carefully pick um, that use regenerative farming techniques and uh, very high quality stuff. Blue Apron can be delivered to 99% of the continental United States. And uh, like I said, they ship the exact amount of each ingredient required for recipes. And then they give you the recipes to use and um, featured upcoming meals include spinach and fresh mozzarella pizza, sweet and sour salmon, uh, Parmesan crusted chicken, um, there's a whole assortment of great dishes that they'll um, send you instructions and the ingredients uh, to use. And it's affordable for less than $10 per person per meal. Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with the pre-portioned ingredients to make those delicious home-cooked meals. They give you really good variety, uh, a lot of different types of meals, and it's really easy. The, the recipes are step-by-step. Very easy to follow. You get a recipe card with your pre-portioned ingredients, and they all can be prepared in 40 minutes or less. So you could check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping as a listener to Kane Sport Live by going to blueapron.com slash Kane. And you know we've had a lot of deals through the years on Kane Sport Live. Um, I'm telling you guys – this is one of the best because you have absolutely nothing to lose. They're going to give you your first three meals for free, and they're not even going to charge you for shipping. You're going to get a box of food and recipes delivered right to your door, and it's going to cost you absolutely nothing. So go to blueapron.com cane, and you're going to love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. Go to blueapron.com slash cane put in your first order you'll get your three free meals with free shipping and you can see if you enjoy this blue apron experience as much as i do and you know we've been doing it for a few months now and um we have a lot of fun making those those meals so uh blue apron um thank you for your support of cane sport live and uh like i said guys i can't encourage you enough to check them out especially since they're giving it all to you for free All right, we've got about a half hour of show left here this evening. The number is 563-999-3633, 563-999-3633. I know I still got a bunch of those questions that were submitted on Kane Sport Live um, to get to, and I will. But um, 
want to fit in also your call. So let's go to the 770. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary. How are you doing tonight? Doing great. Who's this? This is uh, TC from uh, Atlanta. Just hey, have, what's up, uh, TC? a few questions. Nothing no much. Nothing much. Uh, just have a few questions for you. Um, let's see. First question is Patrick Sertain. Where does um, Miami stand with him? I know he's what seems like committed to LSU, or those guys are like the front runners right now, along with Florida State. Has yeah, we we haven't like seen any, any indication at all that he's going to be in this class. Um, he, okay. But obviously, if he wants to be, he's going to be. You know, he's, he, he's just an incredible talent. But we have not seen any sign that he's going to be. And, you know, as you heard us talking about, there's a lot of DBs already here in the class. Right. And it, so, it's, you know, I'm not sure it's a crisis point by any stretch of the imagination. Um, would he be one of the best if he came in? No doubt. But we haven't seen any indication to this point that he's going to be in this class. Another player from our South Florida that I will mention is uh, James Cook. Um, has Miami backed off of him? I know he's already played yeah, for Florida State. Even, Florida State. Yeah, he's part of Florida State. He's locked in the Florida State. There's the, that's a waste of time. Plus, Miami's got their two running backs. they got Lingard, who's better okay. than James Cook, in my opinion. And okay. um, they've got Cam Davis, who's, who's very, very good as well. So they're, they're, they're okay at running back. Well, the only reason that I mention that is because Florida State, they're, like, pretty loaded at running back. I mean, they're about, like, five, six deep at running back. So I was just wondering if we had a shot yeah. there or not. Well, it's they a concern have, for like, him. Cam Akers. Yeah. yeah, they have Cam no. Akers, the, uh, the true freshman, and then they have – Amir Rasu, right, from uh, South Florida. And then they have yeah. Jock no, Perez, Patrick. And... They're stacked up there, no doubt. He's yeah, so that's why. That. Just... But he, he's not going to Miami. Okay. I think he's, he, he's pretty locked in at Florida State. Okay. Um, I think that's about it for me, Gary. I don't want to take up too much time because I know other callers may have some questions that they need to ask you as well. All right, well, thank I have you. For... One last question. Yeah, one last question, I'm sorry. Is there a uh, specific website just for ACC sports, Gary? Primarily football? Not really. Not really. Not really? I hmm. mean, you know, I mean, if you, if you want, you could just go to the different team sites on Rivals. If you, you know, you're a Kane Sports subscriber, oh. you, can, you can get all those stories. Wow, and, if, and we have that around. We have an we have an around the conference section on our page right now. It's not always going to be there, but we'll you know we'll use it relatively regularly. So you know you can you can keep up with stuff. Well, the reason why I bring that question up is because they have here in Atlanta, SEC country. Are you familiar yeah. with that site? Yeah, and but then they also that's have. A, that's a little bit of a different situation. I mean, you know, the SEC is is just different. And and you got a lot of those schools that are in the same general vicinity. So the ACC is more spread well, you out. Have, yeah, well, you have an a A10 uh, website as well for the uh, Big Ten. Yeah. Are you familiar with that site as well? No, I don't. I don't. No? I got my hands. I got my hands full trying to run our own website. So. Well, all the reason why I was I was bringing that up that that might be an idea for someone who's maybe interested in. 
you yeah, know, but I think for the most part, people are people for the most part are interested in their team. And and like I said, yeah, if you look at our if you look at our site, I mean, we're we're fill, filling in with conference news. You know, it's one of the things that we programmed for the people like you that want it. We programmed it onto our front page. I mean, you see it there around the conference. Right. Those stories are constantly changing. Right. So, right. yeah, I mean, no, I mean, I understand. There's there are some people that want want news from other teams, and that's why we're doing that. But I think the majority, if you took a, a poll of everybody that say on canesport.com, I think that you would probably come in with about 90% of people want Miami news. You know, they, they, they you know, they, they're not really looking for news from all these other schools, right. except maybe, except maybe the week you play them. You know, I think that would be an exception and we're going to address that too. You know, next, next season, we're going to start having a section on, a, on the front, you know, that around the conference is going to become more dedicated to the team that, that, that Miami's playing that week, and they'll help you guys kind of follow what's going on with the opponent. All right? Gotcha. Okay. All right. All right. I appreciate Thank it, Gary. You got it. Thanks for being All part right, of the show. Going. We'll talk, talk to you next okay. time. All right. Let's go out to the 863. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, how you doing? Doing great. Who's this? Christian from Lakeland, Florida. What's hey, up, man? What you got for us? I'm glad Hello? you're back on there, man. I appreciate it. Can you hear me? All right. Yeah, I can hear you. Go ahead. What hey, you got? I'm sorry. I just want to tell you I appreciate you on the, doing this, man. And uh, I'm a truck driver, so I love listening to everybody on here. But uh, I got, yeah, we, I only got we, a few questions. Um, First one is, why didn't they try DJ Dallas at a quarterback with Jack Allison leaving? Because he's, he's not a college quarterback. Yeah, but didn't he you know, play he, that in he, high school? Yeah, but uh, there's millions of high school quarterbacks that aren't college quarterbacks that end up being re- receivers or defensive backs in college. That's what he is. He's a receiver or defensive gotcha. back. Gotcha. He gotcha, played gotcha. quarterback in high school because he was probably the best athlete on his team. True, true, true. Yeah. Man is good, man. I, and, I, and another question I got is, looking at some of these recruits, man, I do not understand where they, how they get these, uh, these stars because looking at the 2018 class, we got a lot of four stars, and they, they looking at their highlights. They can easily be five stars. What's up with that? Well, five star is an exclusive club. If 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 you made everybody a five star, it wouldn't be special. I mean, the thing that makes the five star special is it's it's reserved for like twenty five, thirty kids a year, and that's it. And um, if you if you if you put a five star tag on too many kids, you're cheapening. The label. I mean, five star is, is, okay. is, is intended to be elite. You have to be elite to be a five star or at least perceived to be elite. Gotcha. So like, like the ones that are coming in 2018 class, I'm pretty sure a lot of them guys are elite, aren't they? I mean, line guard, like he's a five star. He's an elite player. I mean, he's, he's recruiting, I think elite players, right? Okay. But here's what I'll tell you. There's a difference between Lingard and Cam Davis, who's, who I think is a four-star. I mean, there's a difference. Okay. There's, there's just a flat difference. I mean, Lingard is a guy that could, might contend to be a Heisman Trophy winner in college. I mean, he's that, he's that, he's that superior of an athlete, which is why he's a five-star. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, okay. There's a lot. But then you know, but Cam, lot of, Cam Akers, 
Cam Akers, what, the guy went to Florida State, what's different between him and uh, line guard? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see when they're both in college. Akers was a four-star or five-star? I'm trying to remember. Akers was a five-star. He was a five-star, yeah. So, Cam, obviously, Cam the people that do the evaluating think Akers – think Akers – yeah, I know. I know who he is. Yeah, I just couldn't remember. What, yeah, yeah, I yeah. never really paid attention to his rating. But, um, obviously, <laughs> the, the guys that do the rating think that he's going to be a great player at Florida State. Gotcha, gotcha. And I like, like I said, Which man, I'm, James I'm super Cook's be doing excited. a lot of watching them. <laughs> <laughs> that right? Hey, they can have them, man. They can yep. have them. We don't want them. <laughs> but uh, like I said, man, I, I won't take too much time. I know you got a, little, a lot of people want to get on here. I just want to say I appreciate you, man, and keep it coming, man, because uh, I love listening to you on Tuesdays while I'm driving these roads, man. You got it, man. Hey, we appreciate you listening. Thanks for calling in. Uh, let's go to the four seven zero. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? Four four seven zero going once, twice. All right, you're gonna have to call back. Um, let's go to the three one eight. You're live on Kings Live. What's going on, Gary? Uh, just give me a second. Hey, Gary, this uh, at Fort City Paint. Hey, what's uh, up, Fort City? What's, what's all that noise you got going yeah. on there? Oh well, you know I'm about to cut it out. I got all the noise out now, but hey. I was just calling, and I was listening to the callers. Hey, I want you to tell you, hey, how you doing? We still hanging out here in the country, and everything is good. Uh, but uh, I just wanted to say this right here. It was just that when the guy was calling and talking about Al Blaze and all these DBs, you have to understand that we still got a lot of DBs that's not even roster worthy that's on, the, that's on our roster. You know, so when these guys look and say, hey, look, we get seven, eight DBs, it's still a role for you, even though we got seven or eight DBs because of the simple fact that you're going to have some guys that need a little bit more developing than others, and it's a whole lot of roles, especially for freshman guys who are still going to play. They still get on special teams. They can still do no other different things. And then, and then it's multiple. When people look at it, you are seeing even last year, we were playing four, three, five most of the time. You, are, you got five DBs on the field a large portion of the time. So a large field, a especially the way teams play offense now. There's no doubt about it. You're right. Yeah, I know. So, so when you sit up there and look and say, "Man, they getting eight. Well, eight. I mean, if 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 you still are dealing with the hangover from the failed uh, evaluations of the previous regime, and because of that, that's a large large reason why you haven't this large quantity of DBs, these large quantity of offensive linemen, the large quantity of wide receivers that's coming through is that you look at it even as a wide receiver. Really, when you look at uh, even guys like uh, the two DBs that we waited out to uh, to sign a day last cycle, they probably wouldn't even be a take this year because it's such yeah. a deep class. They may have not even been a take. You know, they would have been happy to see them go somewhere else, but because – that year, it wasn't as many players at that slot than it was. It's just like the two tight ends you got now are better than McKitty that you spent all day begging to come there last year. It's just a different year, and you got much more depth of talent, and you got to have it, but it, you got to look at it. The cream going to always get to the top. So it don't matter how, how many DBs you got, if you got the ego to say, hey, look, I'm the best DB you recruit. I'm the best DB you recruit. It doesn't matter how many people you bring, the cream gonna sit to the top. 
But, you know, my biggest concern with us at this roster right now, I'm concerned about the running back position because, just like I say, you, you can't depend on uh, running a guy that much. You know, you got to have some kind of uh, some kind of relief. I hope that we get that guy from Clemson. And uh, I'm really hoping in that recruiting class that we can out-recruit the guy that's in Tallahassee, that linebacker. I'd like to see him on the roster. Don't know Mari if it can happen Gainer. because – yeah, 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 and I think that's a big priority for us, and it's, it's and it's a, it's a bigger statement than anything else. The the and you know than anything else because you going into their backyard and taking somebody away from them that they got to see every year. So yeah, I like know, Amari uh, Gaynor. I agree, I agree with you. Yeah. I've wa- I've watched yeah. him live, and um, he he's impressive. Mhm. So if we can if we can do those things, I think we'll be just fine. But uh, other than that, you know, like I say, I, I'm uh, another thing. How, who else do you see on that roster as a potential transfer on this roster now? Before, I mean, I know it's hard to pro- pro- forecast that, but who do you see as a potential transfer on this roster right now? Oh my God, a there's transfer a whole, candidate. I'm sorry. There, there's a whole lineup of them. Um, you know, I have. Uh, let me pull, pull the roster up in front of me here and try to go through it real, real fast here because we don't want to take all day. But, um, you know, I, 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 I think, you you know, you got to look at um, see here. Um, Ryan Fines. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's now in his third year. Probably he's never really going to do much playing. Uh, I mean, I don't know. You know, you may have to live with him for one more year and let him graduate. I'm not really sure what will happen there, but he would certainly be on the list. Um, let's see. Ter- Terrence Henley, who's now a junior. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think he's probably been there long enough that maybe, you know, I don't know what his academic situation is, but if, if he could graduate, I think he would definitely be a candidate for what you're talking about. Um, I'm not really sure how to feel about Trey Johnson, but you know he's not go- doesn't seem to be going anywhere real quick, and he's he's a young guy that could still um, still leave. Uh, Jahair Jones, I think definitely uh, would be on that list. I think you know uh, possibly possibly Robert Knowles. Not really sure you know uh, uh, where he stands at this point. Um, Hayden Mahoney. Without question, I think would be on that list. Um, what about Bob Milo? Yeah, I'm gonna get to him. I'm kind of going down the roster here. Uh, <laughs> not real sure. Not real sure where Tyreek Martin stands. Doesn't seem the, you know, now he's still a young kid, but you know, I'm sure, you know, that might be a conversation. Um, Terry McRae, absolutely. Without question, a redshirt junior now. Uh, if he can graduate, I, I think he would be a definite candidate. Um, you mentioned Bar Milo; he's a definite candidate. I think to transfer out. Um, you know, there's, there's, like I said, there's a, there's, there's a lot of them here. Um, let's see, I'm trying to go through it quick. I, I, I want to get through the whole thing for you, but. Um, you know, those those would be the main guys that I'd, I'd be looking at if I were you. Mm-hmm, so that's a, uh, that's you know, a lot of guys. Like, What's that, like seven or eight I named there? Seven, eight, nine guys? Man, that's a lot. And it's probably more than this. Yeah. 
You know, but yeah. it just it just it just that we're still dealing with the hangover from that. And just like you said on one of the previous calls, you can't think that it's a one or two year job. You know, it, it I mean you gotta no. kinda, you know, work through it and I think he's done a super job with getting us to this point. But the real reality is is that even if you got thirty guys in, in twenty eighteen, it might be a role for all thirty of them guys because of the fact I mean, I'm just saying not necessarily playing, but at least being developmental players because, you know, those last two or three years you came up with nothing basically. Yeah, and, I mean, and you, at you some point really... at some point this program, in my opinion, better get back in the red shirt business. Yeah, it better. It better. It better start getting it back. Better uh, start getting back in the redshirt business. You can't just expect to bring in twenty, twenty-five freshmen every year that have to play. Mm-hmm. They're high school kids, you know. They're still high school kids. It's still an adjustment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, right. and hold on, and uh, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm about to let you go, but hey, I want you to have a blessed night, and we'll talk later. You got it, man. We'll, we'll catch you. We'll catch you in August. Thanks as always for being part of the show. Let's go out to the three hundred five. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? Okay, you're going to have to call back. Um, let's go to the 954. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Uh, hello? Yes, sir, that's you. Gary? Yep. Oh, how you doing? Who's Jose, this? how you doing? What's Jose. up, Jose? Yep, what you got hey, for us? Much. No, the guy before me kind of took my thunder a couple of you know, uh, talking about defensive backs. Uh, you got to admit, this has got to be one of the special defensive back classes to come along, you know, in a long time. You got about... Six guys from South Florida alone who arguably could be in the top ten in the country as cornerbacks or D-backs, and they are very flexible, too. None of these guys don't play cornerback. They could play safety or whatever. So I would take them all if I could. You know, uh, you got like four- and five-star guys that could uh, make a big difference here, especially now that most people, 60% of the time, you got five D-backs out there anyway. So you could use them all the time. Yeah, just just uh, here in Heritage and St. Thomas alone, you got, uh, you know, less than 10 miles from each other. Four guys that uh, could probably be in the top 10 just here alone in Broward County. So uh, I, w- I would take as many defensive backs as we could, and perhaps those three star guys, maybe they could, you know, kind of, you know, let them go in a, in a nice way. I hate to say that about the kids, but, you know, maybe go ahead and try to get them on. You, you got the, you Thomas, got Burns, Thomas Burns is going to be a track scholarship. Right, right. Will he go to so UM as a track guy anyway? I think he's gonna. He, I think he'll still go to UM most likely, but I think he'll end up being being a track scholarship. Well, so and another thing I want to ask you, I would, I would say, you know, I know Rump, uh, Rump, and uh, having the connection that he has with Heritage. Uh, what's the deal with uh, Sertain over there? I come, uh, you know, his dad very well. They both coach together and whatnot. So I'm wondering why. He doesn't have that juice to kind of convince him to him and Campbell, by the way. Campbell's kind of like an offense, too. But yeah, to uh, you know, become a, a king. Well, I, I feel pretty good about Campbell. I, I just think Sertain's got other things in mind. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. And, and other but other, you know, the, other, the other three star guys, I mean, you know, I don't know, you know, Randy Russell, I, yeah. I, I can't really comment much there. Right, but, and, yeah. you know. And, and the guy from Homestead too. You know, they're nice kids. I'm sure they're good, but like you know, I don't the think the quality of, of, uh, of this class that has so much talent. I don't know if they, no, they actually need. No, the guy from Homestead's a legit player. He's a legit player. Yeah. But you know, in fact, you know, I probably gotta try to get rivals to take another look at him. Um, you know, yeah. he he would he would certainly be a four star candidate, um, in my opinion. 
Um, he's a legit player. I don't think you, I don't think you want to lose him. I don't think you're going to lose him. Um, the the lone scape kid from Killian, um, that was a Killian, um, is a, is a real real stud looking offensive lineman. Even though right. he's a three star, he's a three star. I don't think it'll change. I think there's a bias with offensive linemen. You're not going to see a lot of South Florida offensive linemen get four stars. Um, right. But but this kid's legit. Uh, he's another one they probably should look at. Um, but not, all, so, all these guys, one good thing about them, like Joe, you know, those guys, they're all very uh, flexible. They could be, play, you know, safety, nickel, they could be cornerbacks. You know, that's what's the good thing about them. The one guy that's highly ranked, that, like, in a way, I'm glad he went to Florida State, is a Samuels kid. I know he was like 5'9", 160 pounds. I'm sure he's good in seven on seven and flag football, whatever. But I can't imagine him covering a guy like Hightower, who's like six three, six four, two, over two hundred pounds. You know. Yeah. So, so and in a way, you know, like I know he's you know right from the neighborhood, but I'm glad he kind of he you know he didn't uh, he kind of commit to us. So I think you know, the other talents there, you know, with Campbell in particular, I think that's the key guy for we need to get. Yeah, and I, and I think there's a decent chance they'll get him eventually. Yeah, I'm great. Okay. And another thing I want to say about this kid, Sidkowski. Uh, Supposedly he came from Jersey in more like a run option type of uh, program. Now we hear that he's going to go IMG with, you know, star offensive line, star receiver, running backs. <laughs> he's going to have all the time in the world to throw. This kid's going to have, like, ridiculous records if he's that good. Yeah, he's good. He should have a monster yeah, season so. this year. Yeah, he should probably, like, so he'll rob the rank. He's probably, he might even challenge for number one, right, as a top quarterback in the country. We'll, we'll see. All right. All right, Gary. Well, thanks a lot, man. I, I haven't seen them all. You know, I'll be able to give you guys a better opinion on something like that in August when I've seen them all. It's at, you know, we'll have the Rivals Five Stars Challenge in June. And oh, yeah. We, okay, we, cool. We, we, what we do is we fly all these kids in from all over the country into one place. And right. that's when I can really look at, you know, and, and kind of like weigh kids against kids and give you a better opinion. You know, I haven't seen right, them all. Right, okay, great. It's hard to say, but All I can right. tell you, and, I've uh, watched his film extensively, and he's a damn good player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what everybody keeps saying. He looks like a stud, you know, and I figure now with this all-star team basically around him in high school, you know, he's got all the time in the world to throw to the best receivers and running backs and whatnot. So, yeah, I think the the sky's the limit for this kid. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. Thanks, well, Gary. thanks for being you. part of the show. Yep. Right. We'll catch up with you next time. All right, guys, we've got a few minutes left. I'm going to blow through these questions real quick for you to try to get them all answered uh, before we go to bed for the night. Um, how big of a badass is Shaq Quarterman? Uh, I'm not sure that question even needs to be answered. He's a badass, and he's a really he's developing to a really good football player. Um, will obviously be one of the key elements of what we expect to be a great defense next season. Um, with what we see at wide receiver – Will Jeff Thomas make an impact very early? Um, I don't know it, 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 whether it's Jeff Thomas or I'm real high on evidence, Nijoku or Harley. I mean, one or two of those freshmen are going to make an impact next fall. Um, I think Thomas is, is very well positioned to, to be one of those guys. And I really like Nijoku. I think Nijoku is going to be a great, great receiver here. So I'm very anxious to see how he comes in in the fall. Mike Irvin, Jr., appears to have put on some bad weight. Um, what's up with that? Well, it looks like he's put on some bad weight. I think he's going to have to try to lose it over the summertime, and I think there is enough time uh, for that to happen. If the defense plays at a top 10 level or higher, will Manny Diaz become the first million-dollar defensive coordinator at Miami? Um, it's hard to imagine the numbers getting that high. 
Uh, I don't think that, 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 you know, you have to worry about getting into a bidding war for Manny Diaz. Uh, he's a guy, he's been coaching college football, I think now for 19 years. He's been bounced around. He's been fired. He's been, he's had it all. He's, he, he could write a book on being an assistant coach in college football. Uh, I think he knows that he has found home here at Miami. His family's very happy at Miami. Um, I think he'll always be very well compensated as he is now. I don't expect the, where that the University of Miami is going to have to get into a bidding war uh, to try to keep him. I think they'll continue to be fair with him and make sure he's well compensated. And I think he'll stay happy at Miami. Um, we've mentioned in the past that Brad Kaya was thrust into action too soon as a freshman. Could the same be said about Nikozi Perry? Or is his talent level coming in as a freshman much better than what Kaios was? Um, and is he the type of player that needs to play now, a la Deshaun Watson? I think the situations are very similar. I think when Kaya came in, there really was nobody who had a firm grip on the position. Um, I think that the difference when Kaya came in is that Ryan Williams was there and Jake Heaps was there. And those were two veteran quarterbacks who really could have probably started that year and done as well or better than Kaya did as a true freshman. And that's why, you know, I, I felt, I felt the way it was, you know, I, the, I felt the way I did it at that time. And, um, you know, I, we'll see. We'll just have to see how it plays out. But um, I think it's right there for Nicozy Perry because there's really no firm stranglehold on the job by Rozier or Sheriffs, and, and that's why he could play as a true freshman. Um, how good is Malik Young? He looked excellent all spring, no doubt about it. Um, looks like he's getting better and better. Was an undersized kid coming in. He, he's put on some really good muscle and is becoming a, a very impressive-looking athlete, and I think it's carrying over to the football field. And uh, uh, was very impressed with what I saw this spring uh, from Malik Young. What are the obstacles that UM must face to keep this class together, or is everybody committed to you regardless of what happens? Um, obstacles would be other teams negatively recruiting and saying, hey, you've got, you know, why would you go to Miami where there's eight DBs? Why would you go to Miami where there's six receivers in your class when you come come here and be one of two receivers in this class? There's going to be a lot of that going on. Um, teams are not going to stop recruiting these kids, and uh, that's I think as much as anything is the, is the obstacle that Miami is going to have to overcome. Um, another obstacle would be if the team doesn't have a good season, uh, that would give fodder for even more negative recruiting. So um, I guess those are the two obstacles. Other than that, looks like the class is in pretty good shape. Um, any of current recruits adding a star to their resumes? Um, I think I, I pointed out a couple of them, Scape and DJ Ivy would be candidates uh, to my eye from what I've what happens there. Um, does the team start a tougher strength and conditioning program now that spring ball is over? Uh, no doubt about it. They'll be working hard all summer. Uh, what other positions need to be targeted in recruiting in 2018? No doubt offensive and defensive linemen, and that's going to be the focus here in the month of May when the coaches go out on the road and recruit. All right, guys, that's going to do it for tonight. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, we're going to take a little hiatus now with Kane Sport Live. We'll be back uh, the week before the season in August. Let everybody relax a little bit and um, so that the show doesn't get old and, and, and boring. And 
we'll, we'll come back strong in the, in the month of August. Uh, I want to thank Blue Apron for sponsoring. Uh, remember, go to blueapron.com slash cane. You'll get your first three meals free with free shipping. And also, go check out Movement Watches, MVMT Watches. Dot com slash cane sport go check them out and you'll get 15 percent off on a watch if you go there and order want to thank everybody who listened and participated tonight uh hope everyone has a good summer and we'll be back with another season of cane sport live starting in august good night everybody <laughs>